Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I am Lee. And I'm Chuck. And I am Will. And today we are talking about episode, well, we'll say chapter 23 of The Mandalorian, which is, what is this, the seventh episode of this season? Seventh episode. I, I, I gave up. I gave well, up counting which episode it is. I'm just going with chapters at this point. Why Next. is it chapters when the book of Boba Fett was chapters? This wasn't a book. This isn't the book of the Mandalorian. No, but it started off as chapter one right off the bat. So I, so that's why when we talked about this before, I really thought that they were going to do like, you know, here's chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, all that. And it's like, oh, the book of Boba Fett. It's like, oh, so that was the book of Din Djarin. Now we're going to go into the book of Boba Fett. And it was going to kind of tell different stories of different Mandalorians or somebody somehow tied in. Nope, not the case. Totally different show. Yep. And, yeah. But this season is basically the Book of Boba Fett. Except for this episode. I have to say this is the best episode of the season. It's it's the only one that's bearable, I'll say. I mean, other ones had different parts that were good. I mean, there are definitely some parts in here that are just like money, 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 Grogu, Grogu, Grogu the whole time. Um, which, I mean... If you if you kind of get over it and just deal with that, it's 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 entertaining for what it is. Um, what are your thoughts on this episode? This one's called the Spies. Well, I'll let you go before I go. I thought this episode was fantastic from beginning to oh, end. Oh wow! Okay. I loved it. I thought this okay. was great. Now, keep in mind that might be because, like you said, this is the best episode of the season. And it's it's mm-hmm. such a, a a breath of fresh air that that could be just like oh my god! But no, I thought this I thought this episode was fantastic from beginning to end. I really liked the way the Imperials came in at the end, the the guys in the oh, red yeah. suits and everything. I thought that was fantastic. The um the uh, the name drop of Thrawn I thought was amazing because we were speculating about that all season. And Lee, you were going into a lot of detail about that, so I think that's really cool. I oh, like dude, I, not even I, just I like Thrawn, the- but. I this like the idea. Huge. This one had dropped so many bombs. I like the idea of this empire council that's going on. I think mm, I, I just council. think it, it, yeah. it leaves it leaves so much to be desired that this should have been like the pilot or like episode two, and we should have continued on with like a story like this. But no, but it, it is it is what it is, and just the fact that we have to wait another what year and a half for another season to come out to like wrap all of these stories up that they like just dropped here is kind of upsetting, but you know what? I'll take it. I thought this episode was fantastic. Wow. Okay. I I feel like Chuck is the odd one out today. (laughs) What do you feel, Chuck? So I'm going to kind of agree to a little bit with Will. If this was episode two, fantastic. The fact that it's episode seven, eh. Um, I think for entertaining, if I was going into this, like I do with a lot of stuff and I just go for entertaining purposes, entertainment wise, this is the best one by far. Oh yeah. The fight scenes, the battle scenes, the stormtrooper scenes, the, the answer as to where the TIE fighters came from in episode two or three got answered. Now that we know they came from Mandalore. Great. You know, that's fantastic. We got that answer. They answered it without like specifically answering it which i appreciate the almost having what the the guys in red that's like the imperial guards isn't it the like the emperor's 
guards. Yeah, those were the crimson crimson guards. Um, yeah, I forgot yeah. what they were called. I mean, they called them here Praetorian guards. Uh, guards, <laughs> but they were the they were the emperor's guards, and they became Snoke's guards. So I, I think it was just they are. Um, they're like the elites. They're the elite guards, right? Yeah, which we've seen. I mean, before, like you know, Grievous had his little you know guys with their spinny things. You know, everybody kind of has like the high end you know security team, <clears throat> and these Praetorian guards have been that for anybody who's at a high level in the right. empire. Uh, seeing the in that seeing realm. the 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 strength of the Beskar armor. At the end, with the dude with the tiny helmet, the tiny helmet, yeah, um, and just seeing blasters like the blaster fire just like bouncing off of his armor, I thought that was super cool. Mm. Um, it this this episode did bring up more questions though. Yeah, the 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 empire, quote unquote, the empire has been underground for how long now, and the mythosaur just all of a sudden comes up out of ground out of nowhere. And it, and it attacks did. the pirates people. That wasn't the mythosaur. That was definitely the mythosaur, that came up with its tail and whacked and blew up the ship. Was it necessarily the mythosaur? Because that's, nobody. That's how I took it. Conf- I thought so at first too, but nothing ever confirmed that was the mythosaur. It's and the just... only other giant creature that we've been introduced to on this planet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's living underground, and now it's coming up, and it's attacking the Mandalorians. But it's also been there for who knows how long, and the Empire has been there for who knows how long. And now, because they're skating across the surface of this planet that all of a now, for whatever reason, it wants to attack. Why? Because they want to find the Forge? Well, Great. because the, the answer to this is because Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Max. Yes. <laughs> Dune. Dune, mix, Mad Max Dune meets Mad Max, right? Dune meets Mad um, Max. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, sit there and go, okay, so for entertainment purposes, fantastic. For storyline, for what's going on in this season, eh. Yeah. Eh. I kind of agree with this. But one of my biggest, pro- well, not even a problem, but one of my biggest, pro- and this is going to be a theme of, of tonight later on when we get into the movie that we're going to be talking about, is I'm much more interested in what's happening off screen, what's happening in the past. I'm much more interested in this Max, Max, Mad Max crew than I am anything else happening on, <laughs> in this current season. Like, what are the, like the people who are on Mandalore just like skating across in the ship? across the surface much more interesting than than anything else so i i will say that and also we get uh, this whole thing about um what's her name who's on um who's on coruscant who's working with moth gideon what's her name oh aliyah aliyah we get this whole thing with Elijah and Moff Gideon in the beginning of the of the whole episode, and they're clearly talking about cloning they're clearly talking about we need the doctor or the scientist for something and is that I, I just I, I think that's a really big question to throw out there in the second to last episode of the season when I yeah because if they don't answer, answer next episode yeah if they, if they don't answer it next episode episode three was a waste was a throwaway why, yeah episode. pretty much it's like why even why even bother with that whole thing and if, uh, up until now that was my favorite episode of the season I thought that episode was fantastic right. but if they go absolutely nowhere with it in this season it's 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 story writing 101 if you introduce a gun in the first act you use it by the third 
You don't wait until, you know, the sequel. You 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 have to use it now. So it's like why why even If you introduce the gun in the if you introduce the gun in the third act, that could play into the sequel. Exactly. But to your point, if you're interested Right. So here's what I would have loved to have seen this season be about. Um Din and um what's her name? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Them going on this journey that they're going with, but not with the pirates and not these, not the pirates, not yeah, with all these other things. But her and um what's his name? The one that they, they partnered up with last episode. Axe. Axe is it Axe Wolves? Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. And then these people that we met to this this episode. All these different sects of the more of the Mandalorians. Like what following these three groups of Mandalorians and then all of a sudden by episode seven, bringing them all together, that would have been a cool story. Oh, yeah. If we were introduced to all three of these sects, episode one and two. Yeah. And then we're here. But no, we're introduced to the la- to these two sects. The last two episodes, they don't even exist, really. I mean, we were introduced to Axe Wolves like for a, a hot second in the beginning, but to have... To know the story of Axe Wolves, to know the story of what we just, the, these pirates that we met this episode, to, to have a backstory on that and then have episode seven be what it is now would have been a fantastic storyline. Mm-hmm. But no, what they want to do, they wanted to jump around the entire galaxy, show everything that's going on, and then in the last two episodes, bring in important parts and then go, oh, by the way, here's what the story's really about with the last episode next week. There was a lot of that in the season. There was a lot of next mission, next location, next obstacle type jumping around, and it almost goes absolutely nowhere. Like, the whole point between about IG-11, like, he needs a new memory trip, and we're going to get the same one, and he needs that specific droid only to turn into a vehicle a for joke. Grogu. No, not even a joke. A vehicle for Grogu to be on equal, equal footing with everybody else and to get him talking a little bit. That's what that was. Yes. That's the only yes. reason became, why they did that. Yes. And yes. the only thing I yes. could think of... Yes. Yes. The, yes. The <laughs> only thing I could think of was um, Stewie... In Family Guy, mom, 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 mummy, 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 ma, ma. Like, yes, 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 no, 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 no. It's like, shut up. And he kept on going. And it's yeah. like, stop. Well, the fact, the fact that they went through two scenes where it's like, okay, we're moving on from the scene. He's still doing it as they're walking through town. That was pretty funny. That, that's comedically played well. When he stops him from fighting and goes, no, 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 no. That, that was kind of funny. That makes that sense. That was good. Do it do it the one time, make it funny, continue. But it's one of those things where it's like it was funny the first time and they tried it three or four or five more times and it just wasn't funny anymore. Mm. Yeah. Well, so it was, bad baby, no squeezy. Like, okay, well. Anyway. Grogu just needs to go away. Agreed. He's not going to. He's not going to. No, all the no, kids love no. him. They're all yeah. buying his toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going nowhere. That's a hot ticket item. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, it's weird. I mean, honestly, if we if there's a toy that comes out in the next month of Grogu and an IG-11. You know IG it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. IG-12, IG-11, whatever. You know that's exactly what's going to happen. That is going to be a toy. And you know that's going to be a Halloween costume, right? Kids Probably. will be the face. 
yeah. where Grogu goes, and they'll be wearing a costume. <laughs> Just a good shot in <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. It's going to be awesome. No, it's not. Of course you think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I hope they have an adult size, so I'm like 12 feet tall. <laughs> so I for, so I go back to it. Entertainment-wise, loved this episode. It was fun. It was fast-paced. It was enjoyable to watch. The fight scenes were amazing. Um, yeah. Being introduced to um, our favorite bad guy, you know, in multiple different TV shows is fantastic. I forgot that he was Moff Gideon. Um, what? I forgot. You wow. forgot that he was Mo- that he was Moff Gideon. I forgot that. Um, uh, why am I playing John Carlo Esposito? Yeah, yeah. But w- watching him for so long in Breaking Bad, forgetting that he was the same guy, like, I forgot that. That, that right because when you saw it. him, it, you saw Breaking Bad after. I that'll after do episode it. episode season oh, yeah. two when you first are introduced to him, I wasn't familiar with him. Right, and then I watched Breaking Bad, that's and I was funny. like, "Oh, that's right." Yeah, and then that's here. right. Yeah, isn't okay. he dead? I like, can't. He, he got his whole face, his back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's anyway. a, that's a, that's a, that's definitely a thing. I can't imagine what that must have been like for you to watch the second season of Mandalorian, and they introduce Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon, and then go to Breaking Bad, you completely forget everything else because, I mean, come on, Gus is like Gus, one, Gus of the, one of the most amazing villains of all time, and then come back to this? That must be a... Uh, wow. I will say I like him better as Gus than I do as Moff Gideon. Like, of course! I think he just fits into well, yeah. that role. I like, don't... Because there's, there's a part with Gus, Fring, when you're like, you... There are times when you're like, I like this guy. Yeah. Mm. And then you're times where you're like, this guy needs to die. And then you're <laughs> like, I like this guy. And then he gets his face half blown off, and you're like, what the hap- what, ha- what happened to this guy? And then you see him as I'll off- tell you what happened to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. And then you see him as Moff Gideon, and you're like, yeah, just kill him. <laughs> Please, just kill him. Um, I like wrong. how they introduced... I like how they introduced... They took a... They took a scene from not Phantom, Me- Phantom Menace. Was it Phantom Menace when Qui-Gon sticks the lightsaber through the blast doors and then cuts the hole? Well, oh, it would they, have they to be. A- yeah. Because <laughs> Qui-Gon times. dies at the end of Phantom Menace. So it would have it to was, be Phantom Menace. That's right. You're right. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a fair point. <laughs> so I like how they stole uh, – they took a, a nod to that, but they used the dark saber to do that. I mm. thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. That's cool. Um, so – but I thought there was a lot of cool elements to this. I wish what they did with this episode, they had done with the whole season, and they they didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that there was no cameos. I like that Jack Black that was, wasn't in that this. Was, that was very nice. That was very nice that there were no cameos in this. Uh, mm. I, I would say I would agree with you and say there's no cameos in it. But there are some massive uh, name drops yes. and characters characters that are actually specifically introduced here. So, like um, Thrawn, we already heard Thrawn brought up before. We we heard it brought up when or him brought up when we were talking about the episode where where Ahsoka's. It's like where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? It's like oh okay, this is great. Like we knew that it was eventually going to get there. We saw the Purgle in the beginning in the first episode. We knew he was coming. Um, the big thing here is. I mean, I was just really, really happy to see um, Pelion. Now, I know you guys don't know who Pelion is, so um, 
General, or sorry, uh, Captain Pelion is like Thrawn's number two guy. And in the books, he's like right there with Thrawn the entire time. So when I saw that they brought him in, like, Captain Pelion, I'm just like, ah! Like, this, it's, it, we're getting there. Um, and the idea is the guy who played Thrawn, did, did Thrawn's voice in the animated series, is also coming back to, uh, to play Thrawn when, when we finally see a live action Thrawn. Um, they even Do you think we'll see him in Ahsoka? Absolutely. Yeah. No, we absolutely will. I mean, that's what it's all tying into. Um, but e- even the fact that they said they dropped the line, the heir to the Empire. Yes. That's the first book in the original Thrawn trilogy. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like, they are, I know they're not considering the legend stuff canon. But already they've taken so much out. They'll of make it. it canon, and they're gonna. They might not make it canon, because there are things in there that didn't happen. You know that won't happen. I gotta agree uh, with Chuck here. The 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 more and more we talk about these Star Wars shows that that, that Disney is pulling pulling out, you keep on being adamant that they're not considering the legend stuff canon, but they're bringing the stuff in from the legend stuff, and now it's canon. They are clearly no, 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 making no, no. a lot of this stuff canon. <laughs> No, they're taking concepts and characters and they're bringing them into it, but they have to change their backstories because, again, you guys don't know the books and what happened there, and there's no way that the books can be taken completely canon because of the, the characters I, I agree and where with, they're at. I agree with that, but they're taking characters that were never originally part of the EU, and they're taking characters from these books and they're bringing them into the EU. Right, and they've been doing that all the time. Right. I mean, they're making what they're making. They're making fan fiction more canon than it should Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. Oh, yeah. Um, Which, I mean, I appreciate that. I think it's a handshake to the, it's a nod to the fans. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really cool. Absolutely. What I have a hard time with is what Disney has been doing. And we we go back, we started doing this two years ago, two and a half years ago with Marvel, you know, the whole cash cow thing is there's a part of me that is super looking forward to Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. But Absolutely. there's also a giant part of me that is super reserved because I'm like, look what they've done so far. They've gotten my hopes up and then cut it down. Yeah. And I'm like, do I really want to go into – I mean, we did it with Marvel. Marvel's great. Marvel's great. Marvel's great. Then Miss Marvel comes out, and you're like, what is this hot junk? You know? <laughs> well, I mean – Or Book of Boba Fett comes out, and you're like, you just ruined 40 years of my childhood where, Book, where Boba Fett was like one of the main villains – that you think about, and now he's this nobody who's this old guy who has a hard time shaking hands with people. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's it, it's one of these things where what are they going to do with Ahsoka now? Are they going to turn this fantastic hero into a laughing stock because Disney has their greedy, grubby, sticky little fingers all over it, and that makes me nervous. Well, they might just have her, you know, <clears throat> at some point just you know grab some new creature and just ride it around the whole time, like you know, a like a banta, like a rancor. <laughs> what what Chuck is saying right now, and I I theorized this in the in the in the first episode, and I'm gonna like kind of circle back around to it now. Everything that Chuck is saying right now just makes me even more convinced that they're gonna find a way to like write old popular characters back into these stories. I still Absolutely. think that they're gonna try. I still think that they're gonna try to clone Anakin in some way. <laughs> that'd be that'd be I still, hilarious. I still think that they're going <clears throat> to do it. He's doing press runs. Like Obi Wan came out a year ago at this point, or finished, or finished filming a year or so or more ago, and he's still like out there on behalf of Disney doing press runs. Why else would he be doing that? Hayden Christensen. Yes. 
He's still he's doing, doing interviews. He's still doing press runs. He's he's still like very actively involved with the Disney machine. Why else oh, yeah. would he be doing that if he wasn't going to be coming back into the series? See, the thing is, though, is oh, they're not they just they're not just doing it for the sake of like Obi Wan or like you know along that no. timeline. Oh, no, no, no. He's they're they're, 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 a, they're they're gonna try to resurrect him after after absolutely no. absolutely really? absolutely they, they absolutely they are got 30, we have they got 30 years we have a we have a a a a crooked um new republic worker who's secretly working with moff gideon they're talking about cloning they said in this episode that the scientist is pretty important they're going to need him for something for they're they're setting that up now, and mm. I refuse to believe that the answer is as clear as like the emperor. Like that comes later, but right like right now, and, and uh, the fact that, that Hayden Christensen that is still out sense, there, though. the fact that Hayden Christensen is still out there doing press for this is telling to me. It's telling. It's it's so I see it. It is, but the emperor also makes more sense too, though, because there's no way that he's still alive, alive. You know, we're not talking about alive and we're not talking about a resurrection. We're talking about cloning. Right. That's the big right. difference. The introduction so, uh, the so, introduction of this storyline from that episode and getting that scientist and whatever else happens, that is the MacGuffin. That is going to right, open so up the doors for them to do almost whatever they want to. They have an excuse now. I have I have a similar problem with what's going I have a similar problem with what's going on in the MCU, and I'll get to a lot of that later, but that's that's the door. This is the door that they can very easily open now. Oh, right, yeah. which means that they're going to nerf the entire sequel trilogy. They already they're gonna want have to. to. Uh, the sequel trilogy itself was a nerf in itself. Oh, they already, that, but, but they, 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 can... already, they already want but the to. Thing they is, already want to wreck on it. Yeah, the they already want to wreck on it. Which is fine, but to see... To, to see the what they did with Luke was a shame. The the death of Han Solo I was fine with. Like I was fine with that. The death of Princess Leia I was fine with. How they did it was stupid. Yes. But even the death of Luke Skywalker is fine because you're passing the torch on. I even like the character of Rey. I like the character of Rey and I like the character of Kylo Ren. <laughs> the story that they gave him, though, is stupid. So, on the same subject of they're taking things from the past and they're bringing it up into the future or, you know, using it up again and it's not considered canon, Kaibo Ren was a character in the TV, sh the animated series of Droids. Who's Kaibo Ren? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they stole the name and just said, oh, we're going to call him Kylo Ren. Um, also, on top of that, I don't know if you guys knew... But in the past, like, day or so, Disney revealed this big at this big Star Wars celebration that Force Ghost Kylo Ren knocked Rey up. Rey is pregnant in the future of Rey. And they're trying to basically somehow say that, yeah. Yes. That's a little disturbing. They're doing another, like, you know, hey, how did this happen type thing. There was no father. Well, Force ghost Kylo Ren. I don't know. Remember that time they kissed for a moment? I I, I don't know. Like, they kissed there's again. literally a picture of her with a, a pregnant stomach, like, standing there in front of... See, that's the thing, though, is they could have... Day, the uh, characters are fine. Lars. The characters are cool. Ben Kenobi, like... Not Ben Kenobi. Ben Solo. You know, 
having him go from good to dark, you know, that's fine because he's he just has a messed up childhood. I get that. Your grandfather is a Sith Lord and, you know, it's, it's all it's all tough. But they ruin the and that they did that even in that Rose and Finn, no Rose and Finn, Rose and Finn. Here's your here's your here's your your lightsaber Luke. No more lightsaber Luke. Here's your lightsaber back Luke. You know all these things, and they're doing what the, what they did in that trilogy. They're just doing with all the TV shows now. Oh yeah, that and was that was there, there's old. more there's more of an excuse for the sequel trilogy because that was more of a a war. That was between, director versus versus director. Yeah, that was director versus director. That's completely different, and they, they they're they're gonna try and rectify a bunch of that. But I'm just I don't know. That's 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 where I sit. That's what I think is happening. I think John Favreau is just is, what's happening to what happened to uh, Kevin Feige with Marvel is happening to John Favreau with Star Wars. Too much on his plate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Hundred percent. I think 100%. there's too much on their plates. Yeah. Because John Favreau is to these TV shows for for Star Wars as Feige is for everything Marvel. I mean, he did Boba Fett. He did Mandalorian. He did. All of these things. You know what? I wonder. And I like if, John. Uh, I wonder. I like if, John Favreau. I wonder if the same thing's going to happen to DC because they didn't. Didn't they just recently like hand everything off to Gunn? Yeah. Yeah. And they're so, rebooting it. They're yeah. rebooting I, it. That is mm-hmm. wild to me. That yeah. is yeah, so Henry Cavill, wild to me. Henry Cavill is out. Ben Affleck is out. Gal Gadot is out. Affleck. They're all out. They're, they're 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 scrapping all the anything that is part of that universe. They're scrapping one hundred percent and starting I still, over. I still maintain that if they're gonna keep anything, I am perfectly fine with them fudging the timeline a little bit just so we can get Joaquin Phoenix and um, Pattinson in the same universe. I cool, think like an that older Joker, an I older that, mental yes, twisted Joker yes, would be fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you got a bunch Joker of timeline that a little bit. Phoenix- Fine, because Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker he plays, isn't this like acrobatic? No, you know, no. He's a ment- He's a mental twist. It makes and so he much can do sense. that at eight- and he could do that at seventy years old, sixty years old. Yes, it so makes- if he wants to be a, that'd be fantastic. If he it does make- that, yeah, it oh. makes it makes so much sense. They th- th- those two movies fit together like a glove. If they put Battinson in the new Joker too, <sighs> yes. Please, yes, absolutely, oh, yes. Oh, that would be fantastic. But you know, yeah, I think the only smart thing that Disney is doing right now with Star Wars is they're taking fan, they're taking fan fiction and making it canon. I appreciate that. They're 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 giving a nod to the fans. Do the real nod to the fans though, and give them good content, not just. <laughs> cool characters i think they're making i think i agree with you but i think they're making a big mistake like introducing <laughs> like cloning <laughs> this whole thing that's going to go somewhere no matter what it is <clears throat> it's a mistake but no matter what is that, no matter listen, what is being planned there i think is a mistake that's all that the throne trilogy was all about his goal <clears throat> was to clone and start doing clones again that's what that whole thing was about so it's all tying in it's all making sense so if they're going to bring Thrawn into it, there's no way they're not doing cloning. Okay. <clears throat> that was his big secret weapon, was like cloning. Like him trying to um. do, you know, all this stuff. 
yeah, it's it's all gonna tie in, and I think, I think the the, the thing is this, Favreau. I feel like we don't even hear about him anymore. It's all about Filoni. It's all about Filoni. I feel like Favreau's name like was attached to the beginning of this whole thing, but I feel like he's barely a part of it anymore, and it's just Filoni's pulling the strings. If well, his no, name wasn't the, if his Favreau name wasn't plastered all over everything. His name is plastered all over everything with this series. So I, I Well, because he on. created it. But but I feel like at this point it's like he's just letting Filoni take the ball and run. So eh. It seems like it it's I, I think I think Filoni is doing a lot of it, but I think that the final say is Favreau though. Mm-hmm. Sure. Just like just like Fegan Fegan. Kevin Feige is letting <laughs> Fegan yeah. Kyvey. Fegan Kyvey. He's letting directors of the MCU kind of have some leeway, but there are still a lot of things that if he doesn't agree with it, they have to change it. Yeah, well, maybe he should have stepped in a little bit with Doctor Strange and and what was the other one that we watched? Ant Man. Eternals. Ant Man. <laughs> Eternals wasn't oh, yeah, bad. Yeah. Eternals was actually yeah, I actually Eternals liked was Eternals. A pile of hot garbage. Okay, let no, me ask you this: Eternals wasn't hot. It wasn't that bad. What no. has it tied into yet? What has it tied into yet? Nothing. It was four years ago. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Didn't two have years to. Ago. Yeah, it didn't have no. No, it just. Where didn't. is this giant hand sticking out of the earth that we never see ever? Yeah, yeah. Or listen, a giant nowhere. godlike listen, head. Listen, <laughs> listen. We don't look. I yeah, I don't, don't have look. all the answers. Nobody okay? looks. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought okay. it was different. Well, <laughs> I thought it was horrible. Okay. Well, let's talk <clears throat> about chapter twenty-three. The spies. Sure. Shall we? All right. Go for it. So, episode starts off with Eliya Kane. She's walking the streets, and she goes to have a hollow conversation with Gideon via a probe droid. Okay. It was kind of cool to see a probe droid up close like this, <sighs> you know, and she mm-hmm. has the conversation. She explains the Mandalorians helped grief Karga, and it was Din and Bo-Katan. Mm. Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan, Chris Katan, whatever. <laughs> um, he's not having it. He's like, okay, this seems like there's actually something going on. They're still around. They're still causing problems. All right. He gets pissed. He gets up and starts just, like, walking down this hallway. And I loved as he's walking, like, the ray shields are opening up. And then you see, like, these, which we find out later, our best car, like, dark troopers, which is just amazing. Um, their suits are all there, and he goes down. It was very Phantom Menace. Oh, dude. And as he goes through that, he goes by tanks of clones. He's literally cloning right then and there. Um, yeah, big time. And he goes and speaks with the Shadow Council. Again, this is from, I think it's from Aftermath. I didn't read that book. But, like, all of this stuff that, that's coming up here, like, I think Moff Gideon was, was a brand new character, but everything that he's tied into, these are all characters that have been brought up before in other things in the extended universe. So, pretty cool. Mm. Um and that's when you get start talking about it. It's like, oh, well, they're getting really annoyed with this new republic. They can't handle its rules and regulations and all that. So they're going to come crying back to us to take over again. And that's when we start hearing about, we see Captain Pelion, which, again, it's so cool to see him in the flesh. Because we know um, that there's going to be a huge thing when Thrawn does finally come. And, oh, where is Thrawn, by the way? I think we need new leadership. You know, and he's... Uh, Moff Gideon's there just trying to set everybody up. It's like, yeah, you can tell he just wants to take everything over and run the ship. So here's much. my question. So here's my question. We've had, well, at least you know, 
these great villains, mm-hmm. Moth Gideon, Thrawn, all these guys, you talk about these villains that are just like, they're epic. I mean, they, it, it almost sounds like Thrawn puts, it, it, it gives Darth Vader like a run for his money. Like how like villainous that he sounds. But then we watch the sequel trilogy and we get Snoke. <laughs> like, what? Uh, Snoke like, was a joke. So mi- like, mis- mistakes were made. I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, pretty sorry. No, honestly, the thing about the thing about Thrawn Oops. and what makes Thrawn so good is he's not a he's not a Sith, he's not a Jedi, he's not Force sensitive at all, but he's like a genius. Awesome. And like his his strategy, the way that he he. Play. It's like a game of chess with him. Like he's really, he'll sit there and study people. I think I already explained. He'll study their art, and through their art, he'll figure out how they think, and he'll use that to to basically set them up into traps. And fantastic. in most cases, he like he totally does, and it's fan. Yeah, it's fantastic. But here's my fear, though, is that Disney's gonna get there, and I keep saying this, and I know, and I probably should stop. But Disney's gonna get their fingers all over him. Mm. And they're going to dumb him down the way they dumbed down Boba Fett. Because Boba Fett, up until a year and a half ago, was a cool character. And now he's not. Yeah. Yeah. Are they going to... Are they going to... Is Disney going to take what fans have made awesome and ruin it? The, thi- the What they did with Boba Fett was everybody loved Boba Fett. It was unforgivable. Is what they did. I know. Everybody loved Boba Fett. Although he was a bad guy. Be- I mean, he was a bounty hunter doing his job, but he was primarily working for a gangster. You know, right. he was working for, for mm. Jabba the Hutt. Well, I guess technically he was working for Darth Vader, but he also worked with Jabba, you know, one way or another. It's like he was doing his job. But we mm. we saw him as as an antagonist. Um, never the main antagonist, but the thing was they didn't want kids rooting for this bad guy. So they said, how can we take this bad guy and make him... Something that you know we we stand behind. We say, oh yeah, look, he's good now because everybody can become good. Once he became good, he became a, a wrinkly old man in a back to tank, and we were like, what is happening here? And then the Power Rangers came in and helped him out. The Power Rangers, and yeah, so bad. Speaking of that, isn't that coming out in like a couple of days, like three days? The Power Rangers, uh, once and forever, or something? Did Have you, you hear that? about that? Well, I I didn't. I don't care. I don't care about the. Oh Power no, no, Rangers. no 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 no! They're doing a, they're doing a Power Rangers movie with the original cast. Some of the original cast. They Obviously, can't do it with the original cast because Tommy is dead. Yeah, well, aside from Jason him. David Frank is is no longer. They're um, doing most of the original. But I cast. think they've got Rocky. Um, they've got Billy. They've got um, uh, most of them. Zach. Um, yeah. Uh, it's it's called like Power Rangers Once and Forever or something. One, it's, Power Rangers it's Once and Forever. Like, so yeah, it's coming out in like three days. It's gonna be a bunch of it's old gonna people. Be, it's gonna oh, be dude, a bunch of old be, people. It's gonna be. It's going to be horrible, but we're all going to watch it. I know that you say you don't care. You're going to watch it. I haven't watch cared it about Power like... Rangers since I was 10. L- Neither have I. But this is the this is the Power Rangers that I was introduced to, though. Not the crap that we see today. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. No, that's it isn't the, the Power Rangers that you... It, was, it isn't the Power Rangers that you were introduced to because that American stuff that happened was like... 
what 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 was the Japanese show where it was just it was yeah. just them uh-huh. in the little uh-huh. bar that they hung out in after school, and then like they spliced yeah, well, in everything from Japan, and it was like Ernie's? absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that and, and also also there was only one girl. Was there? Yeah, because the Yellow Ranger was also a dude. The Yellow was Ranger only, was, was only, a dude. Yeah, That's there was horror. only one skirt. Yeah, it was the Pink Ranger. They're yep. back to that now because they actually. My sons, I let my son watch the new Dino Power Rangers, uh-huh. and they're rebuilding the team. And two of them, a brother and a sister, come on. She's the second girl, and she becomes a Power Ranger. And she rips her skirt off and just has pinch. She goes, "I don't do skirts." And I'm like, "Here we go." Like, <laughs> At least they explained <clears throat> it. That's good. This <laughs> That's is, funny. This sounds so That's stupid. That's too funny. Wait, your son's watching the new Power Rangers. Wait, he's a boy watching Power Rangers, of course. Well, that's why he. That's and why Ninja, he's and Ninja Turtles. That's why he spent the the majority of Easter running around and trying to take people's kneecaps out with a toy hammer. Oh yeah, like yeah. When, I, when I first got introduced to Power Rangers, I was at a friend of mine's house, and we watched one episode. And his mother and my mother were both like, "You're never watching Power Rangers Absolutely ever again. Not. Go outside because you guys are super violent." And I'm and then like, "You played Power Rangers outside? <laughs> oh, of course, we, yes. we all did." Yes. And how many times did I have to chase you as the evil green ranger, Will? Sure. That was it. I mean, growing growing up, how many times were you like, it's morphin' time? I had the gloves that that made that sound. Who did it? Yeah. It was amazing. It's fantastic. I had the Megazord. You find those on eBay. Megazord, yeah. I had the Megazord. The ones that came apart, like Transformers, and they they all went back together to form the Megazord. I, I... that's fantastic, dude. My buddy. No, it's not. My old, my old, my old guitar still. Yes, it is. Still has. No, it's not. Collection. It's not fantastic because I looked it up a couple of years ago of how how much it cost on eBay, and now I'm like, I should have taken better mm. care of it. Oh yeah, dude, it's huge right now. I don't understand. Dude, I don't understand how my, all these old toys that I had when I was a kid is worth so much money now. It bothers me. Well, well you know why? Like the Hulk. Because hands- we still talk about this stuff. Because we still talk about it. Because us, we're the generation that's so fixated on on reliving our childhood. We're more than than the generations before us because we know how to obtain that stuff. I don't know. My dad oh. grew up on Star Trek and Speed Racer. Right. And they yes. Star Trek yes. Blew, uh, yes. And how would you and how would you find that stuff? Speed Racer is was eBay. A horrible... eBay is our generation. Speed Racer to, is a to, horrible anime. However, it is massive with like Gen Xers. Massive. Mhm. They love that. I don't I don't get it. The original <laughs> TV show, I guess they, they did a movie with it and it looks awful. I I started yep. it and I was like I can't watch I can't yeah. Yeah. this is hot garbage. Yeah. This is hot garbage. Well, anyway, we have strayed from the path. Of course we did. We always do. <laughs> so, while this is all going on, there was another character that was brought up here, um, Brendel Hux, Commandant Hux. This is actually um, General Hux's dad. Remember Hux from from the sequel trilogy, the huh? the redhead kid from Harry Potter, sure. oh. the one who was the he was the traitor, and he was like, "I'm the traitor." You're like, "Wait, what?" And it made no sense. Huh? <laughs> the whole back and forth with him that just didn't match up. Go yeah, anywhere? Him. Yeah, sure. This, okay. This dude is his dad, so. Yeah. That's interesting. We're we're leading into that, but they're talking about Project Necromancer. That's clearly talking about reviving the Emperor, yeah. and that's what it's all about. Project Necromancer is specifically how do we bring the Emperor back? They're finally giving us the explanation that 
<laughs> that uh, Rise of Skywalker did not. So it's is it Emperor so... or is it Darth Vader? It's the Emperor. I don't think it's the Emperor. It's too I, on the nose saw... for it to be the Emperor. But we see the Emperor later, so we know that it does happen. We see the Emperor. Uh-huh. Where? In the Rise of Skywalker. I'm talking about now. 30 years before that even happened, right now. We don't see the Emperor now. No, we're not going to see it in the show, I'm saying. Then we didn't see the Emperor. It's too on. No, we didn't. We did not see the Emperor right here, right now, in this show. Rise of Skywalker. Listen to me. Listen to me. The project, the project's purpose is to bring him back. That's why it's too on the nose. It's way too uh, obvious for it to be the Emperor because we already know that it happens. Listen, I'm, I'm not telling you it's happening in the show. I'm not saying we're going to see the Emperor in the show. You I'm just, you just this, said you just said the no, Project said Necromancer project... is clearly designed to revive the Emperor. Em, em, emperor. You just said that. Correct. Correct. It's too, obvious for, see... it's too obvious for the Emperor to be the answer here. Listen, because we already feeling... know that it's going to happen. That's my point. No kidding. I think it... We already know what's going to happen. They're finally filling in the gap because all of us said, what? Suddenly there's a voice and we don't know what this is? They're filling in the gap for us here. You're it's giving Star big, Wars weird... way too much credit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Disney. I think you're giving Star Disney. Wars way too much credit. You're giving. I think you're giving Disney way too much credit to think that they're going to answer that question. Okay, I don't think they're going to answer that. Credit. Okay. Uh, listen. Sure. Project Necromancer is specifically to bring back the dead Sith, okay? Whether it's Vader or the Emperor or whatever, the point is that's why they started it. I'm not saying we're going to see him. I'm not saying they're going to show all that, but they're giving us more hints into how it could have happened because there was no explanation at all. I don't think there's going to be one either. Horrible movie. I still don't think there's going to be one. Okay. Not if they're going to truly retcon the, the sequel trilogy. Again... This they already the want to retcon the, tri- the, the the trilogy. They're bringing Ray uh-huh. back pregnant. That's retconning the trilogy right there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <coughs> Moff Gideon requests oh. three Praetorian guards, as we <laughs> talked about earlier. They are the, the Crimson guards there that we've seen uh, guarding the Emperor with Darth Vader, uh, guarding Snoke. We've seen them multiple times. Um, but the whole point is he wants them for the Mandalorians because they're attempting to retake Mandalore. Um, but he's he convinces them all that they, they need to stamp them out. Um, I like how we don't big. know that he's on Mandalore until the very end. Oh, oh, amazing. Yes. Amazing. That was really amazing. Yes. That we didn't realize that he was there until the very end. Because there were a lot of p- parts where I was like, oh, is this them? Because obviously they knew what was going on. But it... it this episode was good because the pacing was great. The season yes. horrible, episode perfect, perfectly yes. paced, perfectly put together. Um, lots of like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And then in the end, you're like, oh, it all comes together. Um, the only thing um, that was was clear here was, uh, I just deleted my note, so I don't know what it was. Um, but the, the the point that I was getting at was click undo. Uh, this is no undo. Button. Control Z. <laughs> Uh, undo. Nope, there was nothing there. I was in the middle of a statement that was irrelevant because okay. we jumped. Um, so the whole point, we got to do this. Oh, that's what it was. They all knew the Mandalorians were too strong together. So if they're trying to regroup and try to retake Mandalore, that's something that the Empire is not happy with because they know how tough they are. 
So why wasn't this the storyline from the beginning? Because they wanted to. <laughs> that would have been a fantastic story. Because Disney wanted to try yes. to throw us off. It would have been a fantastic a... story. It would have been to, to watch to watch these three sects and to watch Bo-Katan and and Din meet up with these three sects throughout the entire season oh, yeah. to draw them together mm-hmm. to bring this unity to fight back. Against... Oh my gosh! Yeah, that would have been such a fantastic season. What do we get? Hot garbage. Mm. I, I'll go a step further the than only... that. I think if they were going, if they're going to do the whole, hey, we're just going to do a whole bunch of side quests and then you know give you the ending at the end, whatever. Why couldn't the side quests be convincing different pockets of Mandalorian to join their cause? That's right. what I'm talking about. Agreed. <clears throat> That would have been amazing. And you could have done the same thing. Like, they go to this planet over here, and there's a pocket of Mandalorian there, but they can't leave because they're protecting whoever. And then, and you just, you build and build and build until you have, like, an army. And that's what season one was. Season one was Din had this main objective. Yes. But each episode was an individual quest in the midst of trying to get to this main objective yes we didn't know what the main objective was until this episode (laughs) yep (laughs) what yeah and again this goes back to what i said before they have they had no idea what they were doing here um the only thing i can try to say as a potential defense not that i'm backing it up it's more just i'm trying to come up with something here is they were just trying to throw people off the problem when you when you try to throw people off because We've all seen the tropes when it's like, oh, it must be this, it must be that, or whatever. Like, what is it? What's the mystery? People don't know how to shock people anymore. So the only thing they can do is just go completely the opposite direction and like, oh, they'll never see this coming. It's like, yeah, we didn't see this coming because none of anything else that we just saw leads up to this. That's not true. It's just kind of thrown what, in. What I appreciate is when you, when you have an idea of what the main objective is mm-hmm. and then you throw little jolts here and there yeah i love that. that's fine uh, yes like like when they when they first did star wars and they did the whole reveal of darth of darth Seder, darth vader Seder? Seder. darth Seder. <laughs> yeah. yeah darth vader being i am your father like that was that even though that wasn't the main twist it was like what like it was so good like it was the talk of like film history it still is one of the biggest reveals ever in film history mm-hmm. um I, I i'll go back to it because i know it's breaking bad did this fantastic you knew what the end result was for the most part but throughout love- every episode you're love- like what just happened what just like I can't believe that just happened there's no way that that just happened and you get thrown for a twist all the time but you still had an idea of what the end result was going to be. I love that. I missed I, that. I love I love the transition that, like, for the first year of this podcast that you joined us, Chuck, Lee and I were constantly doing it. They did this on Breaking Bad, and it was awesome for this reason. <laughs> and and Lee and I have kind of not been doing that lately. It's all been you. They did this on Breaking I just, I love the transition. It's it's awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, uh... I'm getting some but, water. I'll be right back. No, but I agree. I agree with everything that Chuck just said. He's absolutely right. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's me. Yep. Yep. So, 
we go back over to Navarro, and they're cleaning up um, pretty much all the everything left over from the disaster of the pirate attack. And um, the Mandalorian fleet arrives. And at first, the protocol droid is like, oh, the Empire Sphere is like, no, clearly look up. There's a giant mythosaur painted underneath the light. It's, it's a light cruiser, and yes. there's a huge mythosaur yes. painted underneath. Looked okay. awesome. It, it did look pretty sweet. Um, I, I will say that. The visuals that are going on throughout the entire season, like the production, has been top-notch. And even this here oh, yeah. was amazing to, to, to look at. I love it. Oh, speaking of that, um, my um, my neighbor Mike, who um, was probably listening to this podcast, um, remember he joined us for one of the episodes a while sure. ago. He he was the one who had the extended extended universe knowledge more okay. than I did at one point. Okay. Um. So he um brought up he sent me a picture and if you notice, remember the scene where Bo-Katan is talking. I don't know if it's in this episode or uh, it must be this episode. No. I don't know. When they're basically all sitting around like a fire and they're kind of debriefing or no, they're they're planning it's it's for the pirate episode. Yep. When they're they're facing the pirates and they're they're getting over it, they're coming up with their plan and mm-hmm. they're cooking something on the fire. Yes. It's clearly one of those giant baby birds. It's kind of funny. <laughs> like cuz we haven't seen them come back like for any reason. It's like no, they just ate them. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hey, there we go. Okay. Whatever. If that's all they got out of it, it's just a snack. All right. Sure. Um. Anyway, there's a lot. The Mandalorians. Of... <laughs> the Mandalorians all meet, and there's clearly tension between these different clans. And uh, yeah, so Karga comes over, starts talking over, talking to uh, Din about this and that. Oh, here's a bottle of wine, and then we see the IG12 suit, which is operated by an Anzellan. Okay. Explains that he removed the they've removed the memory circuit. It's pretty much just a vehicle. Yeah. Um, and it's basically here for Grogu if he wants it. Yeah. Um, we great. get the a bad baby, no squeezy. Great right again. Great product placement. Great uh-huh. new toy for them to shovel out to everybody, and and even Lee, you might get your wish. Great Halloween costume. There you go. Here it is. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yes. 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 Yes, 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 yes. So let's talk about that. No, let's not. Let's just go to the next part. No, 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 no. <clears throat> now, here's here's what I was confused about. So Din has been saying, like, pushing Grogu to, like, fight. You know, like, no, he can fight this kid. You oh, know? yeah, like, this go is ahead, valid. Do all these things. This is, yeah. this is a valid point you're bringing up. Yes. It's a valid point. So, so he's pushing, like, he's pushing him to step it up and to be, be a Mandalorian, yet he can't operate... <laughs> Machinery. You're he's you're, too young. He's too young for that. You are mature he's enough. Too, he's too. <gasps> he's too young for legs and hands. You are mature enough and old enough to shoot this kid with a paintball gun, but operating this machine, absolutely not. What? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, but according to Grogu, he disagrees. How do we know that? Well, there's no. a yes and a no button. <laughs> That's all he's got is a yes and a no button. No. No. Yes. No. Yes, yes, yes. So he starts walking around the room and just saying yes. And it, it, I laughed because I, I just imagined, you know, it, it's like if Stephen Hawking had a Harry Met Sally moment. You know, yes, 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 yes. That's awful. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's actually really awful. But oh, no, my God. In the middle of a restaurant. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> but that's, that's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> 
Oh, man. <laughs> That's so bad. <coughs> Val, so, Val Kilmer as Iceman. Oh, yes. no. Yeah. That's messed up. That's, well, that's, that's, that's messed, messed up, up, but you... That's messed <laughs> up, but Stephen Hawking has really? Sally and Harry too, met too soon. <laughs> All right. We have problems so, here. So, as he's saying yes, 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 it cuts to the next scene of them walking through town, and he still has not stopped saying yes. And I, I, I'm sorry, but that's like the whole yes before everything else and like over and over again wasn't funny, but when it switched over to the next scene, he's still doing it. I'll admit I laughed out loud. I was on the plane on the way down to work, and I'm like, this is actually pretty funny. I was imagining being there as a Jedi having a lightsaber and just cutting it in half. Cutting his legs out. Just just annihilating it. Like, get rid of this yeah. thing. Anyway, he's out there stealing food because he can and busting fruit and causing a ruckus, and that really goes nowhere. Nope. Um Okay, so that's that. Well, he pays for it. Um, I mean, yeah, he well, pays no, for Din it. Well, no, Din keeps paying for yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Yep, yes. Why? Yes, <laughs> yes. No, no, no. <laughs> so Bo-Katan briefs everybody on the new plan to uh, now scout out Mandalore and clear it for resettlement. That's kind of the plan. There. Here we go. Um, Everybody gets up. I will go, I will go, I will go, I will go. Everybody that we, like pretty much all the the big characters we know and a few others that we don't, including the armorer, all say that we'll go. Awesome. Along with yes, 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 of course. Yes, of course. (laughs) So the plan is to survey the surface, find the forge before they bring anybody else down. Sure. Sounds good. Um, So they get down to the surface. They look around. I'm sorry, question. Why is finding the forge first so important? I was just going to... Why not create their own new forge? Well, because if it's still... The, the point is, it has, like, years and years and years of, of history. If there's a good foundation there, they can build from there and work their way out. That makes sense. But when they went down there, clearly it didn't look very good, so they may or may not... Uh, Does that not make sense? No, it makes sense. I just think it's stupid. But yeah, well, kind of. It doesn't. It it yeah. it, it <laughs> makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Like, so like, take over Mandalore, then go find the forge. Yeah, Re, like reclaim Mandalore, start somewhere, and then maybe go well, out. Well, I think the they have where, where, they have in their culture, culture fine. When they have an army that can back them up. In case anything goes wrong, but they don't want to send everybody down. They have to find the forge first before everybody else joins them. That doesn't make sense. Because if the if if everybody who was still in orbit while these guys were doing this were down on the ground with them, the battle that happens at the end would be a whole different story. Yeah, maybe. But I think the idea Not is this. maybe it would have been it would have been a it would have been done and over with. Think about it this way, though: if you go down. And they want to their their plan was to scout. You know, what if some of the other um, life forms that were down there were using the forge, forge themselves and building armor and weapons and stuff like that? What if they were? Huh, we found out they were not using the forge per se, but they were taking all the Beskar ore that was there and building whatever they wanted. But the point is, they were going down there just to check and see what what do things look like here? Are we going to get attacked by a whole bunch of like crazy people with Beskar or not? So the forge was a great place to start because that was near where all the ore was. So for multiple reasons, it made sense to scout it out, see if their base of operation that they used to have is still, uh, you know, redeemable. 
you know, salvageable. But this is Star Wars, okay? <laughs> so because of that, from space, they can do a lot of reconnaissance and see what's going on on the planet's surface. A, a lot of their battles, their battle, especially the star, the uh, star destroyer that they're in, that they have, mm -hmm. they could utilize that to do some running. It's a light cruiser. Whatever. <laughs> they could do some um, reconnaissance <laughs> from space to say, hey, this is what's going on. Yeah. Uh, aside from like Rogue One, where they have this, which they weren't even going to scout. They were going in to like get behind enemy lines, which is a different story. Mm -hmm. But they're going in to reclaim the planet. Yeah. Reclaim the planet. Then from that point... Send out some people to scout certain well, areas. Well, how do you think you reclaim the planet? You find a base. They could have made a base anywhere. But they wanted to make True. a base at the forge. True. Because their culture is all based on their armor, right. their weapons and armor. But they already had armor and yeah. weapons. And they can continue to make more and more. The forge is, is a starting point. It's, it's their foundation. It makes perfect sense to me. I get that. But what I'm trying to say is you have what you have. You don't try and go and recreate what you already had over here before you start over. No, you start over, and then you build upon that. I think I, there. Can I say this a different way? Yes. I, I think my I think my problem and Chuck, if you agree with me, cool. If you don't, that's fine. I think my problem with this is there. It's a storytelling device. They want as limited people there as possible, so that when the ambush happens. It makes sense. It it's makes sense. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Well, there you go. Okay. So, we find out that there are more Mandalorians that have survived. Now, Mad every Max. single time, every time I see something happening, like, in the distance, I go, oh, the, the Empire, like, the, the, the Shadow, you know, Council, like, they're on their way. No. Nope. Every time I see something moving, it's not them. It's not them. It's not them. That was their plan. You know, what's going on here? We have no idea what's coming. And they come and they take their little glider pirate ship Mad Max thing. And, you know, three dudes do, uh, jump off, one of which is Skinny Pete. I thought that was pretty funny. Did you notice that? Was it actually him? That's yeah. totally Skinny Pete. Yeah. I'm looking at him like, dude, I know that. Because you never see him without his hat on. Except for the one scene where he takes the hat off and gives it to Jesse and El Camino. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's Skinny Pete. <laughs> I did not notice that. Yeah. Oh. So they basically, they recognize Bo-Katan's name, you know, or her voice. We knew you wouldn't forsake us, Lady Bo-Katan. We failed you, but our blasters remain in your service. So they start talking. They're all kind of sitting around saying the Empire punished them because they refused to surrender. She's like, ah, uh, that's not true. I did surrender. And after the Night of a Thousand Tears... Um, she met with Gideon, gave up the dark saber, you know, to basically say like, "There's nothing I can do here. I'll go ahead and I'll submit, you know, just save my people." And you know, of course, him being um, Gus Fring, I was going to say Gus Fring. My Ralph Gideon was just like, my respect for her went through the roof here. Oh, dude, everybody's respect for my, her went through she, the roof. Because she, because what point. other, what like, what other show or movie have we watched where the leader admits to making a massive mistake? Yeah, she and moment. she did here, and I thought I thought it was great. I thought the fact that she mm -hmm. owned up to her mistake. I listen. I fumbled the ball. I gave up. I handed over my dark saber. I get, yeah, I did it all, and they are still like, uh, yes, yes, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I love that at this at you know she explains that, and you kind of see the whole mood of everything change, and people going like, "Oh, that's the real story," because they've been force fed all this baloney all the time, thinking that people just strayed from the way and they didn't know what was going on. It's like, no, there's a lot more to it. But you get the 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 new Mandos that we met here. They're asking if if um, you know, the convert that Din's a part of, if they're Death Watch. I love that they asked if it was Death Watch. It's like, no, that's no longer a thing anymore. We're something totally different. But it was you know. Death Watch. Uh, well, people, the ones that with the armor, are, she was Death Watch. She wasn't Death Watch. That whole sect I thought was Death Watch. No, they're they're children of the Watch is what they were basically referring to them as. But it's, they're not Death Watch. You don't even know what Death Watch is. <laughs> that was a, I thought it was a Mandalorian sect. Wow. It, it was a group of criminals. That were living on Mandalore and just doing whatever they thought. They were like, they were like, imagine just, yeah, it was a group of criminals. That's what they were. It was like maybe 10 of them. That was it. That's what Death Watch was. Um, so the fact that it like grew into something else, and it's like, these are the ones who don't, uh, they don't believe in the same ideals as all of Mandalore, um, which was once ruled by the Duchess, which was. But wasn't that even what. Obi-Wan's girlfriend. Wolves was doing, too. Like, he didn't follow the rules of the Mandalorian. Yeah, so if anything, they were kind of more like Death Watch because they were mercenaries or privateers. Right. They, they, they were more like what they seemed like, but they weren't, like, jerks about it. They were just doing, doing So what's job the rule? Money. So what's the actual rule? Because these Mandalorians that are on this ship don't wear helmets either. What's the rule? Well, that's... Can you or can you not make love with your helmet on or off? Like, which one is it? Like, which one is it? They're like, giving us. If Lee gets his way, here. they'll we'll find out, won't we? No, no. Yes, no. we will. Yes, we will. No, I want to know. No, yeah. I'm going to be honest. Din, I want to know. If these and two, if these two get together and she ends up pregnant, I want to know whether or not he took his helmet off for this. I want to know. The baby comes out with a helmet on. <laughs> Born with a helmet. Uh, anyway, I bet you two hundred dollars. <laughs> Not doing it. <laughs> Not doing it. So you have to wait till August of twenty twenty four. That's so irritating so, right now. Again, we get into this whole thing about um. <laughs> we get into this whole thing about how the Mandalorians are so strong and they could not be defeated, you know, by the Empire. Like they knew that they couldn't defeat them. Um, so that's why they had to get them divided, so that way they can take them out, send them off to exile. What are you uh, shocked about over there, Will? Oh, nothing. What'd you read? Nothing, 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 nothing. Ignore me. Okay. Um, I, I love this scene where Din and Bo-Katan talk. He's, that's when he was basically saying, I had no idea. Like, I didn't realize that was the situation. I was always told this, and that's why you guys were this way. And she's like, yeah, no, not the case. And she's, like, feeling totally bad about himself. And I love that he says, your song is not yet written. I will serve you until it is. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's a very interesting way to put it. You know, obviously part of their culture and whatnot, but um, metaphoric as well. But it was, I, I really enjoyed how they're, like, this episode really was well put together. Yes, it was. If the rest of the season was like this, it would have been a whole different ballgame. Yeah. And regardless of how they do this last episode, the season still sucked. Yes. I don't care. The fact that it took this long, I'm sorry. In a nutshell, the season's horrible. I don't think but I, only... I don't think one or two episodes out of a season is enough to save it. I just don't. No. No. But but I mean 
if there were, if it was in reverse and there were one or two kind of like iffy episodes, I'm fine with. Oh, it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We've, and we've had that every we've season. Every that. season of times. television, no matter what it is you're watching, there's always one or two episodes that are just blasé or filler. You know, whatever. Everything has that. Mm-hmm. But for an entire season to be, eh. oh yeah, it's so bad. Again. I, I really feel the only reason why it was, was what it was is because they were setting up all the other shows. That's it. Um, yeah. So, Captain... Oh, yeah, the Captain's going to bring them all to the Forge. Um, and you got Axe, Axe Woves and Paz Vizsla that are playing some chess-type game. And they get here, into here some go. stupid stupid argument about the rules... And next thing you know, Paz pops up with a vibra blade, ready to fight. I actually related to this. Oh, it was it was. I actually you got you got that mad in the middle of a chess game. No, I got that mad in the middle of a pool game, because my rules of playing pool are you call your shots. Oh well, yeah. But there are some people who don't call their shots and they just you know whatever, and that's like wait a minute, did you call that shot? Well, no, I didn't. Well, then it doesn't count. Put the Put the ball back on the table. What are you doing? It's my turn. Mm. I've gotten into arguments like that before with people, so not yeah, full on not full a, on fist this, fights, but this 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 was something completely different. But I have. I I've been I've this been there. This was this was more what would have happened. This was Chewie versus C three PO just forty years later. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Kind, yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah. But I, 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 we all wanted to see Chewie actually rip out C three PO. I arms. wanted to see it. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. We all absolutely because as soon as Han Solo said that, we all wanted to see it, and nothing happened. No, all we get is in the next movie where C three PO is in pieces and and Chewie's carrying him on his back, like a backpack. Yep. Yeah, run, 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 run. I could be a backpack while you jump. Okay, so, um, I I do love this part where the two of them get into the fight, and it's like. We can't step in and help because as soon as we step in and help, the whole place is going to erupt. Yeah. So it's like nobody on either, on any side. And I thought this was, it was a, it was like a subtle, like it wasn't super obvious. All the words she said, she goes, nobody can step in. That was it. And but it was like, wow, that's that's smart. You know, very. Yeah, so if, only, if only Michael, if only Michael Jackson's bad was playing in the background of this scene, because <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of. Because you see that. You know the fight, and that's just just between the two of them. Yeah, right. right. So, I I I agree with Lee, though. I think it's really smart on her end. Like nobody can get involved. Like it it makes sense because normally you would see everybody's going to get involved, and then it's going to turn into a big brawl. Nobody yeah. here really wants that. Let these two work out their issues, and whatever happens, happens. I like that. Yeah, and of course you got Grogu who comes in there like like so stupid. Man and no. no. So stupid. It's so stupid. I didn't think it was stupid, but the only one who could do that was Grogu. No, it's stupid. He clearly was a Mandalorian. He is. He's a foundling. It's stupid because it defeats the purpose. The purpose here is to let the two of them work out their issues. You work out your issues and you move on from it. It's it's, going to be water under the bridge. You have somebody step in. That issue still remains, or at least it should still remain. Like So it's only going to happen. Something else is only going to happen Again, there's going to be Two another things. disagreement somewhere on the that line. IG, that IG suit is very strong. Yeah. And two, he has Jedi uh, Force influence. <laughs> so you think about him pushing the button saying no. Pushing that button can make... 
These are not the droids you're looking for. No, um, no, no. We've we've no. seen him calm down animals and stuff like that. Blech. Not with a not Blech. with a mechanical suit. Blech. No, that's 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 two things he's got going for him. Listen, I was just waiting. I don't. For the, I, I don't just believe in this stuff. I'm just trying to give you something. The boo box. I, I, I was just waiting. Get, put him in the boo box. Not the boo box. Put yeah. him in the boo box. Unbelievable. <laughs> Anyway, These, right after th- this, those those knives though were really cool. The vibra blades, they, yeah, they, we've seen them since the beginning. Yeah, but to to see these two really have a fight with them though, oh, I yeah. thought that was really really cool. So, shortly after this happens, all of a sudden a giant creature. You guys say it's the mythosaur. Ah, I think it's I would pretty agree clear with you. that it's the mythosaur. I would agree with you if if like the armor was like oh or something like she saw it and it was. I don't know. I, I'm surprised Disney didn't capitalize on making it super obvious that that was the Mythosaur. The fact that we hardly saw what it was makes me think it's not. We've hardly seen the Mythosaur whole. We saw an eyeball. We see- That's all we saw. <laughs> right. But we already knew that that was the Mythosaur. So the fact that... The fact that nobody made a comment like, ah, it's a Mythosaur. They didn't have time. The thing... The... I understand. Thing comes blowing, which is your cliche giant creature blowing through the through the surface of the earth. It's happened a thousand times. And every, it's happened. It's happened in every Godzilla movie ever. Every Godzilla movie. Every you know. Right. Power Rangers movie. I'm not, I'm not you saying know, it's, it's happened a... in everything. And and then the thing comes up and it just takes its tail and destroys the ship. Yeah. There is no time for anything. I'm not going to say that it's not. It's definitely not the Mythosaur. I'm just surprised that if it is, they didn't make it a little bit more obvious by somebody like being shocked by it or saying a well, line. Which, which, even if it's not, it's fine. Here's my question. Whether it's the Mythosaur or not, these guys have been on the surface of this planet for some time now. Uh-huh. Riding this ship uh-huh. for some time now. Mm-hmm. The Empire all along has been buried underground, working on stuff underground, mm-hmm. where this creature, whether it's the Mythosaur or not, and the Mythosaur, which we know of, also is residing underground. Mm-hmm. Why now? I, I don't know. Why not because that thing attacked? Show. I, what, plot, yes, yep. plot reasons. Uh-huh. Why not? Why is this thing not attacking the Empire underground, where they're actually taking over its habitation no idea <clears throat> zero clue because that would ruin zero the clue big reveal that's why so abandoned ship into the caves they go abandoned they, ship they, they find out they find what's left of the great forge and they're looking around and they hear jetpacks oh and someone's like look it's more mandalorians Nope, uh, nope. Those are not Mandalorians. Clearly. These are dark troopers who have Beskar armor. Yep. Um. At one point, cool idea. Cool idea. Great fight between them because it's just like they can't just like shoot them from a distance. Like you had to get up and close and personal to get the, you know, the areas that were not covered in armor. I do find this funny. <clears throat> the stormtroopers, dark troopers, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. They're actually accurate in hitting something. Yeah. But they still can't. They still can't kill anything though. Oh yeah. Because it all. just bounces off their arm. So, yeah. So I did, so John Favreau's like, so how can we maintain the whole plot of Darth of stormtroopers not killing things but make them accurate? Oh, 
They're just going to shoot all their ammo off of Beskar armor. And then it will have the Emperor guards come in and kill them. Mm. I thought that was that. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh yeah, like these guys still can't kill anything. No, no, they got killed. Um, you see a bunch that you know some get stabbed and thrown and this and that. One guy or a couple of people got like um, what do they call them? When they're shooting out the little cables and yanking them with like a tow cable. And next thing yeah. you know, you just you know the guys are gone, and that's pretty much how it goes. Um, yep. But I don't know. Great fight scene. I love this guy's gun was fantastic. Absolutely. Oh, Paz's gun. I loved seeing it overheat. But anyway, they're as they go on. The troopers seem like they're retreating, and I'm like, this is clearly a trap. If they're all running away at the same time, it's a trap. Yep. And the Empire set up a base and has been mining there for like years. Okay. Din is surrounded. They're all so the rest of the Mandalorians are all stuck in like this blocked, you know, shield, you know, blast door. Area while Din is just completely surrounded, he's held up by on all sides, brought down, and Gideon flies in in his dark trooper suit, big black Beskar suit. I'm wondering if it was always a Beskar suit and we just never knew. But okay, it of plastic. Yeah, it did before. Yeah, but anyway, he starts going off about how Mandalore is going to live on through him and check out my new dark troopers. Now. I feel like when we first saw Moff Gideon, he was a lot more like Gus Fring, but here he's a lot more just like, hey, hey <laughs> check me out. I'm better than you. Like, he even said, like, what was that line? He says, like, the best thing about this suit is me. Like, he was being, like, really cocky. <laughs> but he starts to explain that his the biggest thing is he was getting the Jedi, the cloners, the Mandalorian. He's trying to make, you know, an army of people who have all the best qualities of these groups of people. Um, and at this point, they're like, take him to the debriefing room. Okay. So that's where he's about to go. So aside from plot line, why do they always keep the main character? Just I, kill him. I don't know. It's a, it's a trope. It's, take I him know, away. The pl- well, so I was, <laughs> o- over the week when I was gone, I'm just like, you know what? It's been a really long time since I watched this. So I watched Austin Powers too. And I well no I watched it because I love the fact that it is, they just rip on how how th- you know these common tropes are and the whole thing is just making fun of all these tropes and I, that's what's so funny about it. I want a million dollars. Okay. <laughs> no, he's just like I want one hundred billion dollars. Ha <laughs> That money doesn't exist. It's like yeah, that's like saying I want an eleven trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um. But the scene in there is just like, why do you keep, like, what are you going to do? Put him in a room by himself with one inept guard? Yeah, you do this every single time. And he goes, what? What are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, that's why they keep getting away. Like, we'll go in there. I'll shoot him in the head. Done. You're like, no, no, my plan's better. It's like, yeah. Sharks with lasers on their heads. <laughs> <laughs> sea bass. <laughs> a mutated sea bass. Are they ill-tempered? Well, yes. Oh, well, that's a start. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, no. Those, yes. th- the first two movies are are ridiculous. I love them. They're, yeah. Um. Anyway, the whole point now we've got Moff Gideon who's talking to um talking to Bo-Katan through the glass. Surrender the dark saber and tell the people that the planet all planet belongs to me. Uh, she's like, nope. No. They all start shooting. She runs to the back, cuts a hole with the dark saber so they can all escape. And Paz Vizsla stays behind. Why are the Mandalorians shooting at the blast door? Um, what are they trying to accomplish? 
Uh, maybe shoot. I did not think about this. <clears throat> I think the idea was if the blast door opened up, they were already shooting, and then like they wouldn't open it up. The whole the whole point was so he wouldn't. They wouldn't open it up. I, so they could uh, escape. I I no, because you had <laughs> Phantom Menace. You had Obi Wan sitting there in the. Wow, you have Obi Wan sitting there behind the the um the ray shield. Waiting. The ray shield. He turns his lightsaber off. Mm-hmm. When it turns back on, he quickly. T- they could yeah. have they could have their guns at the ready. Yeah, they don't need to be shooting at the so blast my, door. My for- thought again. <clears throat> this is what I just said. If they're shooting at the at the blast door, they're not going to open up the blast door. If you saw, I'm sorry. If you saw thirty Mandalorians. All with massive blasters mm-hmm. out this door right here, and let's say that glass right there is bulletproof, blastproof, uh-huh. and they have their guns drawn, ready, and aimed at that door. Whether they're shooting or not, I'm not opening the door. Yeah. <laughs> well, eh, yeah. Yeah. But let's just shoot. We now we all know that blasters can ricochet. Mm-hmm. Good thing they have best car. It's a good thing because they're ricocheting off everything in this room. Absolutely. Why? Yeah, I don't know. So. No answer? Paz stays behind <laughs> and puts up an awesome fight. And I love that as he's just firing this gun, you watch the gun just like overheating to the point of it's, it's, you cannot hold this gun anymore. It's jammed up. It's like melting into itself because of this, this blaster fire that's been coming rapidly out of it. But he's still holding on. He's to still it. holding on. He, he, but he's a beast. He just, yeah, dude, dude's a beast. <laughs> dude he is a beast. Lets it, <laughs> lets it go. Now, the first time we saw this character, Tarv, uh, Paz Vizsla, do you realize that that was actually John Favreau in the suit? Was it really? Was it really? The first time, yeah, but not not the that's, next time. That's that's crazy. Okay, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, so he he basically takes them all out until the Crimson Guards show up, and then they take him down with their glowy sticks. And even that takes a lot. It takes oh. all three of them to stab him from three or four different places. It's I crazy. thought that was impressive. True. Yes. <sighs> That really shows the like the strength and the endurance that the Mandalorians have. Oh yeah, well, especially him, <clears throat> especially him. So, that's the episode. Um, that is the episode. Yeah. N- now going through it again. I mean, that's the third time, kind of going through it, watching it twice, and then. Yeah, I will definitely say this episode was fantastic, start to finish. Ap- no disagreements. Yeah. I can't say it was fantastic. I think it was I think it was great entertainment wise. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's it because it Are you going to see the doctor again? Doctor who? Exactly. Mm. Is Elia Kane going to have is Elia Kane going to have a bigger role than they've given her so far? I think so. Not in this season. Well, not in this season, no, but eventually moving forward, absolutely. Yeah. Are Mandalorians supposed to keep their mask on or not keep their mask on? Well, we will find out. I believe. Yeah. If, 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 I'm telling you now, if the armorer takes her mask off. All bets are off. All, res- all respect, gone. For her? All respect, gone. For her, oh yeah, really? Oh yeah, okay. Well, she, she has been standing on this for how long? We're gonna see her face. See, absolutely, yeah. Eventually, at some point, we're gonna see her we face. We absolutely will. There's yeah, no way that we're not. I, I, I bet I agree you. With this. I bet you, if we see her face, it's because she is dying, 
and she takes her helmet off, kind of like the whole Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker scenario. That's when we see her face. <clears throat> Outside of that, we don't. I think she's got too much. I think she's got way too much pride in her sect and her clan that she would do that. Hmm. I don't think there's a problem with this episode. I think there's a problem with the season, and that makes this as good as this episode is. It's not. It, it, I will say this. This episode could have and should have meant a lot more than it did. Yes, I agree. It it, it, it absolutely but it's hindered by everything else that's kind of happened around it. I'll that's that's and, as that's as good as I can I mean that's as much as I can agree I, with you, but And that's probably why I say entertainment wise, if this to your point, if this was episode two and we kind of got to see these three sects kind of coming to, or even three or four. Halfway totally through. different story. <clears throat> yep. This would have been so much better. Yep. You like did if we not... were introduced, if we were introduced in episode one, we were, we were introduced, we were, we were with Din and um, Bo-Katan and all this stuff happens. Or even if, you know, in episode two, we're introduced to the first clan. <coughs> episode three, we're introduced to the second clan. Intr- season episode four, we're introduced to the, Fourth clan, because now there's three clans, plus Din and um, Bo-Katan. And then also in episode four, we're introduced to the fourth clan, and they're coming together, and they're retaking Mandalore. And now the rest of the season, the last four episodes, is how are we going to actually do this because all this junk is happening? Ten times better story than what we've got this season. I think that's why I have a hard time separating. Is this episode by itself fantastic? Yes. Because it's episode seven in a piss poor series season, it, it, it dumbs it down a little bit for me. Yeah, a little bit. And I wish that didn't happen. Neither I, do I, yeah. I wish that didn't happen because overall, this was a great season episode. Um, it just it makes it difficult because what it's. I heard a comedian say that if you took a three thousand dollar suit and you put it on a pile of crap, it still is a pile of crap. This is the $3,000 suit put on a pile of crap. It's the, the season's still a pile of crap. Mm. <clears throat> you, um, you, you, you. <clears throat> no, go ahead. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm done. So, I'm good. <laughs> I hope they are able to wrap up next episode and answer at least a good majority of the questions that we've had so far. I don't think we're going to get a lot of things uh Neither do I. We're not gonna get we're not gonna get closure on things until the next series. Ne- yeah, that, that that's connected to these. Ahsoka will be next. Will be the next series. So of, I'm curious when is that? When does Ahsoka take place? Um, that's a good question. I'm assuming it's gonna take place around this time because of her hunt for Gen- uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. She okay. brought it up when she was when she was there. I'm assuming it's gonna take place there. We might get a lot of flashback stuff. That's which fine. Would be good to t- tie in stuff between Clone Wars, you know, Rebels and this. Which is perfectly fine. Um, I'm saying we can get the flashback thing, but I'm saying like the main plot, the main story. I really hope it takes place around this time because if we're not going to get answers here about a lot of what's going on, I hope they answer it there. If mm-hmm. there, if the Necromancer thing truly is the bringing back of the Emperor and not Darth Vader. For whatever whatever series they put that in, like they actually start showing it, what I want to see is previously on, and then see the fi- one of the final scenes of Return of the Jedi. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be super cool. Like yeah. previously on, and then you're seeing 
Darth Vader throw the Emperor down the vent. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, and you're seeing some of that, and then all of a sudden you're seeing some new stuff. Which ending? Which ending? Hang on. Which ending of Jedi do you want? <laughs> do you want the ending, the original ending, where Vader says nothing and just throws no. him down, or do you want the ending no. where he says no? <laughs> he said it twice. First is no, no. So stupid. No. That was so stupid. <laughs> that was the Blu-ray, right? I, I, you know what? I don't pay attention well, then, anymore. Then they, then they changed the next ending. And they they took out. So, in oh the boy. original Here Star Wars, you had you had you had the one guy who was Anakin for a hot second at the very end of Return of the Jedi as, as his Force Ghost. Then they yeah, made yeah, it yeah. Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I know. And then they took him out, and they made it Hayden Christensen. And this guy was like, for thirty years, I have been Anakin Skywalker. That's the only. Oh, okay. No one knew Anakin Skywalker except for Sebastian something. Whatever, but he, the only face that we could put to Anakin was this guy. For for the 10 seconds that he was in the movie. Uh And now he's like, there now was, he's gone. He's been erased from the Star Wars universe forever. I mean, there was there was his face when you know they take off his mask. Let me look on you with my own eyes. That was a yeah, different. That's what he's talking about. That's I thought he was talking. I thought he was talking about the ghost. The Force Ghost. Yeah, it's the same guy that was in makeup where he said, "Let me look upon you with my." Yeah. <sighs> so they 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 kept yeah. him. They kept yeah. him <laughs> him in the suit, but they made the ghost and Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. So dumb. Yay. Oh, do you know that do you know that Hayden Christensen was in a TV show called Higher Ground? <laughs> Let's not watch that. Let's, uh... Aside from he was in Goosebumps, Are yeah. You for the Dark, yeah. Higher Ground. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was great. But, yep. Yeah. Either way, I think it's about time we wrap this up just because, you know, I'm Fantastic. done. We're I'm done. done too. Yep. So Thank you guys so much for sticking around, and we will uh, catch you guys next week. Good night, everybody. Have a good one, guys. See ya.